everyone, and welcome to the Able Voices Podcast. I'm Dr. Rhoda Bernard, Founding Managing Director of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, and I am proud to present this podcast featuring disabled artists and arts educators. We are inviting artists with disabilities to be guest hosts for the Able Voices Podcast. Today's guest host is singer and songwriter Alex James. Alex James is a 25-year-old experienced singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and teacher from the Northeast of England. Alex lives with the rare genetic muscle-wasting condition, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, DMD for short. And although he was diagnosed with this fatal condition at the young age of four, his determination remains undefeated and he continues to defy the odds. After graduating university with a BA honors degree and master's degree in music and completing a teacher training course to the highest level, Alex took the band he developed during his master's degree and created the one and only DMD-fronted alternative rock band known as Alex James, based in the Northeast of England. In the past few years, he has written three successful singles, which are left as a legacy for generations to come. Luckily, there is more music and performances coming from Alex very soon, and he looks forward to sharing his experiences as the next guest host of our podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Able Voices podcast. This is your host, Alex James. I'm saddened that this is my, the finale of my trilogy of episodes as guest host of the show, but I am certain that we will close with a bang today, as I have a very special guest joining us all the way from Berwick upon Tweed in the UK. In today's episode, I will be interviewing the powerhouse Taylor Grace, who leads the hard rock band that your ears, that your ear holes aren't prepared for. Not now, Norman. We will discuss how Taylor got herself to where she is today and learn about what it is like to be such a talented and fierce musician living with a disability. So hello, Taylor. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Alex. On. Nice to meet you in person. Yeah, it's really nice to finally speak face to face. I've only ever spoken to you via messenger for the past how long? I think it's been. It was lockdown. Years 2020. Now? Yeah, twenty twenty. I, that's that seems like a lifetime ago already. I know it's like a moment of life that's just gone by so quickly. <laughs> Thankfully, but we've, we've but we've both done so much in that amount of time. It's unreal. Oh, I know. I know. It's been amazing. So I'm going to quickly introduce you to our um, audience, Taylor. So I'm going to begin this introduction. So Hi, everybody. Delivering hard rock with a strong message in every track, Taylor Grace commands the front, belting her lungs out to Xander Brown's relentless riffs. Having disabilities since childhood, Taylor Grace took the decision to turn her pain into power and to the stage. Feastly independent, not now, Norman, are at the helm of everything, from their sound to their image. Over the years since their formation, they've interacted daily with their fans, creating a strong, loyal fan base that grows by the day. With their new album, It's Not This One, released in November 2022, Not Now, Norman's name is set to spread even further. And for those listening over in the States, I reckon they'll be coming for you very soon. Over the years, they have supported several bands, including Follow Deep, Scott Kavanagh, is that right? Scott Kavanagh. Kavanagh, yeah, Scott Kavanagh, Logos, and played many venues across the country, building a solid reputation musically. 
with a huge stage presence to match, which I am yet to see, but I can't wait to attend one of your gigs. That'd be awesome. Rise in Newcastle quoted for as Not Now Norman. If Jack Daniels and Cork had a soundtrack, Not Now Norman would be it. I saw that and thought that was like really interesting. Like, yeah. What? I thought that was a brilliant quote. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. keeping that forever. Yeah, yeah. So Taylor, I can tell that you show fierce commitment when it comes to your art and showcasing live streams, interacting with fans, consistently performing and releasing new music like No Tomorrow and much more. So can you tell us what ignited this flame within you and how did you get to where you are today? So um, I started Not Now Norman mostly because... I mean, as as you know, I've got uh, physical disabilities, I've got autism and, and all that. And I just got out of college and I'd been trying to, you know, look for a job. Unfortunately, people hear the word autism or yeah. like the sea limp. The wind changes direction. You start to become very good at picking out why you didn't get the job. And when I could tell it, wasn't, I can relate. it was to do, yeah, yeah w- what it was to do with my disability, I could just tell. Yeah, and like, you can I've, immediately tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just I've had people sigh, I've had people tut. One person rolled their eyes at me, like I was wasting their time. So, you know, that really affected my mental health because it was just like, well, what's the point? And then my mum, she came up and said, uh, get out of bed, your dad's just got some recording equipment. Why don't you start a project, get your confidence back up? And, you know, keep on fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we started recording, I think it was Sweet Child of Mine. And oh, my yeah. dad stopped halfway through and went, Taylor, you didn't tell me you could sing. You could actually <laughs> do this for a career, you know, you can start doing music. And I said to him, well, if I'm doing music, I'm writing my own stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sticking to, yeah, to covers. Exactly. Nothing wrong with doing covers. Nothing wrong with doing that at all. You just, just wanted to be you. Oh, exactly. And I, and I had a lot to say, <laughs> especially... Yeah, yeah. To do about uh, about disability and it just it just took off from there. So in in my eyes, not now Norman is my job. It's 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 my career. It gives me purpose and it's just made me a better person as a result. Well, that is really good. Um, obviously, you can tell that you've taken that here and obviously what you've experienced with not getting jobs and stuff and people rolling their eyes and obviously being quite aware of your surroundings obviously you wanted to take that in your own direction so that's kind of where your flame came from yeah but I want to I want to say to my my goal is if you know potential employers for anybody come to one of my gigs and Mm -hmm. you know they've got an interview and that person happens to be disabled I want them to think oh hang on I just saw a band last week the front woman was disabled she was capable of a lot might might just give this person a chance yeah, once you know? they see it, once they see it, they're like, oh, wait, we were wrong, <laughs> we were wrong. <laughs> exactly, exactly. One thing that, that did get to me, going back to the disability, finding a job thing is, I found plenty of jobs, well, jobs, that uh, were more of work experience that didn't pay. Yeah, they, were, they, were happy, they were happy to take me on then. Yeah. But when I said, right, can I have an actual paid position here? They were like, no. Yeah, that's exactly the same for me. <laughs> It's just getting nowhere. It's always voluntary. Yeah. Um, you see the wheelchair and assume it's a, some kind of <laughs> hazard. Right, but they're, they're happy to take you on if, if you volunteer. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. So, so how did the band come about? How did 
How did you name the band? Okay, so I've got chickens, got pet chickens, and uh, yeah, yeah. it's actually it's my sister's job to look after them, and she's got autism. She's got more prominent symptoms than than, than I do. But we also had a rooster, a cockerel, yeah, and they are studs. Yeah. They are absolutely like when you go into the garden, you can feel their eyes narrow at you and to start charging at you. And every yeah. time you go down to, to to feed them, um, he would chase her, try to attack her. So she would go down to the garden with a broomstick handle, a dustbin lid full of chicken food, and 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 Wellington boots past her knees so he didn't hurt her. And all you heard from the back garden was nah, nah! so. Yeah. Instead of helping my sister, I thought I'm going to keep that because that's a good name for something, and uh, it became a bad name. She still hasn't forgiven me. She still she still gives me the, you know, yeah. thanks whenever whenever I bring it up. So she just went, not now, not then. Yep, yep. So uh, it's named named after a, a chicken. That's why there's chicken motifs and yeah. And I mean, I knew I knew that, but obviously the listeners. <laughs> If they're new to Not Now Norman, because everyone listening is probably over in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still good. <laughs> Potentially you're over there doing full tours across the country. Well, f- fingers crossed, that is the goal. That is eventually, the goal. Is to, eventually. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a gig out of out of the UK. That would be pretty, pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So as a musician and frontman myself living with a disability, I'm obviously aware that there are many obstacles and challenges that we face as disabled individuals when pursuing like a career in music. So can you tell us about your experiences as an artist with a disability and how do you adapt to overcome these challenges and obstacles? Well, I think the main thing that I have trouble with is, is mobility. I've got a condition called hereditary multiple exostosis. I, I have bone tumours um, growing yeah, yeah. and all sorts of places in my body and the pain level can fluctuate a lot so for example every once in a while my leg uh, lately likes to lock sometimes it, it just right. it just spasms so hard I can't move it right and yeah. which is uh, it, it it's quite scary but if especially if you don't know what's going on originally but one of the things that I've had trouble with is uh, if say my my leg or my shoulder locks especially if i'm like mid performance yeah yeah i've that's 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 quite a challenge for me especially if i'd say it's worse if i'm mid performance and say for example my shoulder locks because i've got to keep going until the end of the show and i'm like this hurts so badly but you can't show it until afterwards (laughs) afterwards, you're like oh the adrenaline wears off oh yeah that's that's the worst part. Thank God for for adrenaline, because know, yeah. otherwise you'd never be able to get to the end. No. But even so, there are some times where I'll like move my shoulder, and it'll like pull on on the muscle like really really hard, and it's so painful. I've got to stop myself yeah. from going. You got to sing instead. You got <laughs> yeah. Up power into your singing. It's a good thing that when when if I do like shout in pain I can add a bit of distortion to it so if I can control it yeah people people think that uh, that it's deliberate and like, it really isn't. <laughs> exactly like that's really not deliberate but I'm glad you think so but if my health fluctuates before a gig it's it, trying to 
help get stuff in. That's that's always a nightmare. Um, yeah. Although my dad's my dad's actually brought my wheelchair with me a couple of occasions when my leg has spasmed, and I'll be sitting in the car, you know, waiting for all the stuff to get in. He'll be using my my wheelchair to, to load stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so why not? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, for gigs like that, I'll either have my wheelchair or um, I'll have like a, a chair put involved, put, put, put on the stage. And I've just got to adapt the performance to whatever my body allows to do, me to do. Reasonable adjustments. Yeah, yeah, Which pretty I'm, much. Yeah, I mean... Um, in terms of how my autism affects it, I think it kind of adds to it because um, with my lyrics... Well, with being autistic, common yeah. symptom, you're, you're blunt as hell. You don't beat around the bush. You just say directly what straight. comes into your mind. Yeah, exactly. There's no filter, unfortunately. But I'm able to add that to the lyrics, and people seem to like that. Yeah, it's so, good. Yeah, the, 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 there's been a few people that say that, you know, it's very, you know, sassy in your face. Like, how did you come up with that? And I'm like, I just wrote. <laughs> you just wrote and then it happened. Yeah, like I, I don't actually hear the the directness because that's just how I speak. Everybody yeah. else says, "No, you're ve- you're very blunt when it comes to your lyrics." Yeah. <laughs> so Which, apparently, fair enough. Apparently, that adds to it, so I consider it a bonus. Yeah, it's kind of a positive rather than a negative. Yeah, um, I would say so. I think it's great how you you go onto the stage and you kind of appears as if there's nothing wrong, like. You haven't got any disabilities and stuff, and you're just kind of kicking your legs up and flinging yeah. the mic across the stage. And well, that's that's the whole thing with a hidden disability, isn't it? At the end yeah, of the exactly. day, you you can't tell. I often say that everybody, to a degree, is somewhat disabled or will be disabled at some, at point, some point in their life. Yeah, and if you can't tell that I'm disabled, brilliant. That's kind of the whole point. But that's yeah. But rem- remember that in everyday life. So when you see somebody, you know, parking in, in a disabled yeah. spot and they've, they've got a disabled badge and you and I both know they're not easy to get those things. No. And you say, see somebody with a disabled badge, instead of going, you can't park there, maybe think to yourself, hmm, why do they have that? It's probably because they're disabled. I'm just going to mind my own business because I've just yeah, seen exactly. a band play with a hidden disability and they were perfectly, you know. Yeah, I think it's great though because like, it's inspiring people like me to also advocate for like being in the wheelchair getting venues to get ramps in place to get us on the stage you know because mm-hmm. it's a bit it's, like it's, make it happen right it's 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 not that difficult even if it's just yeah. a case of right we'll get a makeshift one before we get a proper one so that you know they can yeah, start raising it's, funds it's a bit of wood <laughs> exactly exactly it's just a bit of wood i'm not i'm not we're not asking for a red carpet no <laughs> you know what? I just want to be I mean, on the stage so I can do it. I mean, if they want to include a red carpet, by all means, include the red carpet. But yeah, just yeah. help help get people on the stage. I mean, some venues are are really good for it. Yeah, you know, you you phone ahead, you say, look, I've got I've got this that and the other. Can you help me get in? Even if it's like not the easiest to access, they'll yeah. still help find a way to get you there get yeah. you in because they're like well we hired you at the end of the day it's our yeah, responsibility exactly. to get you in but um there are some places that haven't quite got the message yeah they yet. get a bit awkward <laughs> aren't they 
Yeah. Or they, or they just yep. don't reply. They just don't answer you. They just don't do anything. They just go, oh, you can't play. Or she can't play. Or they can't play, you know, in, in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, clearly I can because I've just sent you a video showing that I yeah. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just exactly. help me help you help me. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're working with Sunderland at the moment, obviously in the UK. Um, uh-huh. And they're trying to like work on making all the venues accessible that they can. Um, yeah. Because they want me to perform, but they're like, mm-hmm. there's no access. So they are trying to help. So I'm glad mm-hmm. about that because I've always been like halted by a lot of venues um, or just it's, it's not replied. Nerve- it's not nerve wracking, though, as a musician when you're. Mm-hmm. When you're- saying to a venue do you have this that and the other it's nerve-wracking because yeah. you, you do think subconsciously if i if i ask this are they gonna be like you know yeah they'll be like we, no, we, we don't, we want, don't to want to know, know. Yeah. exactly and that shouldn't happen you know it's it should be you know how there's a, there are a bunch of venues especially you know mm. uh ones who have their own sounds they yeah, often exactly. ask for like a tech spec that sh- yeah. it should be something that you could include on the tech spec. By the way, I need a ramp. That's this long and yeah. Yeah, a lot of places would provide one if you had a massive Marshall amp. Yeah, that's what I was you saying. Know, like a lot of ramps, it's so different. Exactly. What's the difference between a Marshall amp and a wheelchair? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're both producing noises. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. Yeah. Have, you, have you had many negative experiences with Ben News or? I think so, to be honest with you. Um, there's, all of them have been quite accommodating, especially yeah. if, I, if I turn up in crutches. A lot of them, you know, come up to they me and say, are you you Yeah, they do come up to me and say, I see you're in crutches. Do you need a, do you need a chair? Are you all right? Like, what's happened? So they are accommodating, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are, they are accommodating, but that's not to say that one won't, you know, I'll no, get no. to a venue and... and, and you know that that's that's the the winning streak over. But so far, yeah. I, they've all been accommodating. Um, Newcastle and Sunderland, that they're the gigs that I, places that I tend to gig the most. Yeah. They've all been quite good in terms of uh, yeah. accessibility. I I can't really think of a venue that's been particularly nasty. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. There are like a couple of venues maybe that might have given me like a ooh. That's mostly because they were quite small. It was quite a yeah, small yeah. venue. And it was like, right, okay, how are we gonna find the logistics of yeah, of yeah. getting her on? But yeah, there's I, always, I think there's I, always a way though. There's ways to get around it. Yeah, there is. And I think to be honest with you, one of the things that tends to happen is I don't really give venues a lot of warning if I'm in a wheelchair or if I'm in crutches. I just turn up in crutches. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, kind of just <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well you've got no choice but to accommodate us now. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that helps quite a bit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think um once they see that you have the talent, regardless mm. of who you are, they are accommodating because they realise people want to see them. Like people exactly. want to see that down Armin. You've built mm-hmm. your fan base, you've done all the work. So why not? Exactly. I'm going above and beyond. Yeah. You know, I'm not letting it stop us. And and that's that should reflect on like every artist that 
that happens to exactly if they put the work in, they should. <laughs> Obviously, you've well, got exactly. to say the people who are, who are going to be crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's going to be good. Exactly. Yeah. We had this discussion with the last, I think it was Miss Jackie from London. She was on about the mm-hmm. fact that we're all inclusive, we're all people. So yep. you can have bad ones, you can have good ones, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. inclusivity in it. Yeah. <laughs> just just because you're disabled doesn't make you exempt. <laughs> yeah, so it's, sort of yeah, so it's amazing hearing all about your own unique experiences and the journey you have led with Not Now Norman to become the confident, loud and sassy musician you are today. Can you tell us a bit about any arts education you have received and how you continue to learn and improve as an artist today? Uh, well, I don't actually have much of an artist background outside of Not Now Norman. That's the thing. Not Now Norman is my first band. Um, I, went to, I went to a music tutor for a few months. Yeah. And that was that was just to 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 build stamina because I well I was singing wrong for for ages. Um, yeah, so you got the help. The first gig I ever had, I was singing wrong for about two hours because it was yeah. a covers gig. And then a week later, it was my first lesson, and I was like, I need, I really need help learning how to sing. And she was, yeah. and she was like, Yeah, I can hear, I can hear that. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of went down the tutor route to try and yeah. improve. Well, just to, to to build some stamina so that I can sing. Yeah, build the stamina, yeah. Especially yeah. the belting that you do. <laughs> you yes, know? yes. I am a noisy singer. I am a very noisy singer. <laughs> very hard rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my dad keeps saying that it's because, you know, since I was a baby, I've been shouting at him. So that's yeah. that's that's why I'm such a noisy person, which is probably true. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. But, I find it more cathartic to sing loudly. I can't yeah. sing quieter, but yeah. I, find, I find it quite, mm, it's not as fun. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more fun when you're belting some or screaming a bit of bit of the track, a bit of screamo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, well, I'd, I'd love to actually be able to do screamo. Yeah. Like, people say that I, that I can do distortion, and I probably can, but I don't think I'm doing it properly. Certainly not to a degree of... Bring me the horizon or anything like that. I know, at some point, <laughs> do you ever Sorry. find like at some point in your like rehearsal, you just end up like changing your voice a bit and you're like, whoa, what did I just do? And you're just like, well, at rehearsal, I'm actually so in rehearsal, I don't move about a lot. Right, I actually yeah. just I, I rehearse sitting down. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'll, I'll do like the upper body movements when I'm sitting down. Yeah. But I don't. I move around a lot when I'm when I'm rehearsing, and to be honest with you, I often say to myself that if I can't perform sitting down, I can't perform. Yeah. You know, so like. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, if as I say, there've been quite a few gigs where I I, I cannot stand up. I'm like, well, I you still need to, need to sure. entertain people. Yeah, you need to make sure you can still do it. Obviously, I sit down all the time, so like, you know, it makes no difference. But, um. Well, it's also like um, sometimes we'll rehearse the day before a gig. And like, well, if I move around a lot, I am not going to be able to make the gig. Yeah, I am exactly. not going to be able to last the entire weekend. So I'm just going to rein it in a bit, you know. So you've kind of learned my... to learn to like um, keep everything. Obviously, management of like stamina and stuff, as you were saying. Yeah. 
yeah, I've, I've learned I've learned my limits. I've learned, you know, what to do in certain situations. Um, when I'm at gigs, you know, I make sure to take all my painkillers and. Oh yeah. And, yeah, the, the 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 wonderful cocktail of codeine and paracetamol and ibuprofen. Oh, you little bit. Yeah, yeah. Until it all wears oh. off. <laughs> yeah, until it all wears off by the end of the night. And, and the next day. I'm in bed. I'm in bed going, ow. You feel ow. that as well? Because every, <laughs> every time I come home yeah. the next, after a rehearsal, next day I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. What yeah, my body's on? like, you are going to regret that. I'm, I'm going like, to make I'm sure you regret attack. that. <laughs> like, mom, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I get home, I know this isn't eco-friendly, but um, I'll ha- uh, if I get home from from a gig and I'm in a particular amount of pain, I'll have like the electric blanket on to kind oh, of nice. ease my yeah. muscles. Um, or uh, if if that doesn't work, I'll, I'll have like a, you know, I'll be in a, like, a hot bath or something like that. Something that eases the muscles and kind of helps them to to relax a little bit more. So I'm in a bit yeah. less pain tomorrow. And then nice. I get to do it all again the next day. And then the adrenaline kicks in, painkillers, a lot. So that's, well, that's, that's, that's quite... the secret. Yeah, so you've kind of learnt your own routine kind of thing to, to improve as an artist. Yeah, yeah. So on November 2022, we know that Not Now Norman released a brand new album called It's Not This One. Could you tell us a bit more about this album? So how did you come up with the name? What are the concept of the songs? And if you have any main influences, who are them? The name came, it was actually a joke, the name. So going to a, a story behind... Uh, the track shut your mouth i've had yeah. well i don't have good taste in men and uh my previous ex was not a nice person he was quite horrible to me um in fact he's he's physically assaulted me in the past and he previously that um we had a completely different logo um and during the lockdown we had these uh live streams we did and there was like a, a quiz and a competition saying you know if if you win the competition uh you get a, a free t-shirt with our logo on it and of course the old yeah. logo was right behind us and i would go it's not this one it's not this ah, logo we don't we don't see. like this logo yeah, and, I, and I, I would say this you know quite a few times until um my friend jack nassau he gave us a a, a brand new logo which i i love it's it's brilliant and then took that logo down, put the new one up and went, it's this one, it's this one. It's not um, that one, it's this one. <laughs> so that's it. It became a bit of a joke and people were sit on the live streams were saying, that better be the name for your for your debut album. And I thought, you know what, why not? Why not? Let's let's yeah, let's, out, let's take it? that one. Um, somebody suggested that I should that, that I should call it it's this one, but I thought that doesn't flow as well. I don't I, I prefer the, the flow of it's not this one. So uh, yeah, that's what the definitely. name came about. Um, the concept for the album, uh, it's it's mostly autobiographical. Um, about you. Yeah, pretty much. You know, about past relationships, about uh, being bullied in school, about disabilities, uh, social media, all, all sorts of things. It's just how I've processed everything that's 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 yeah. happened in the past few years and it's just come out in in an album yeah it is great as for influences every song is different so it's kind of hard to pinpoint but 
I would say that our influences are uh, Pretty Reckless, Joan Jett, oh, right. yeah, yeah. Um, Black Sabbath, Bit of Good Pink. Good old Aussie. Yeah, oh, love Aussie, love Aussie. I do too. Um, Guns and Roses, like the like the early stuff. Yeah. Um, and I would also say like a lot of, you know, indie artists. You know, like in 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 our circle, sort of thing. Like every artist that, that yeah. I've met has, uh, you know, every artist that I've met that um, I've gigged with, um, yeah. that I've collaborated with. Or just ones that I've just, you know, I've just seen their name and thought, oh, they're quite good. They've all had like something to offer. Yeah, I agree. So, I feel uh, like, like um I feel like local artists are quite influential as well. Because you go see oh, them definitely. and you're like, oh, let's try that. Exactly. And I think the Northeast's music scene is very rich. It is. You know, like it sh- it should be hyped up a lot more than than it actually is. I mean, it is it's hyped up quite well in, in, in Newcastle, but it needs yeah. to be hyped up more. Yeah, I think I mean. um, people over in the States should come over to Newcastle and the yes. northeast of England um, to yes. experience this scene. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle's an experience in of itself. It's a brilliant city. Oh, yeah. You'll love it. You'll love it. There's, there's something for everyone. <laughs> so I was going to say, is there a particular track you would like the um, listeners to hear um, from your backlog? Yeah. Yeah, so I would say um, Little Frankenstein. That was the first song that I released. I re-released yeah. it. Um, it's about um, having, well, it's about any disability really, but especially if you've got one that really hinders your mobility and causes mm-hmm. you to have a lot of surgeries. Yeah. You know, like like, like a Frankenstein monster. Um, yeah, like you've been put together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really do like That's that song. It has a really good sound. Um, obviously, the voice complements it well. Very much. So let's give the listeners a, a listen. So that was Little Frankenstein by Not Now Norman. You can check out the rest of their tracks available on all streaming services. So Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all your normal streaming services. You also have a website you can check out at www.notnownorman.com where you can check out everything Taylor Grace and Not Now Norman, the music, merch, videos, links, newsletters, basically the lot. (laughs) So to finish off, Taylor, what message slash advice would you give to other emerging artists, especially those with disabilities? I would say that don't hold back, really. Yeah. One bit of advice is try not to stay still. Try not to... Yeah, I'll try to be as be, be, be as 
big as as you can be be as memorable as yeah. possible but also do it in a way that that makes it you yeah. you see what i mean look back at what you thought was cool when you were a teenager what you wanted yeah. to be as a teenager and just think right that's who i'm going to be you don't have to be an adult you don't have to be this we're musicians we're not adults <laughs> no exactly <laughs> definitely not a musician is a different kind of breed Yes, yes. We don't grow up. We are eternally yeah. childish. I think, I think it's great when we look back, though, because we, we can see where we've come from. And yep. then we realise we've done all this work. We've put our commitment and passion into the music. And now we're here <laughs> on stage looking fabulous. And <laughs> I think obviously a little that's bit... great makeup and stuff. And... Thank you. <laughs> um, going back to the um, advice, another bit of advice was uh, is um, be humble as well. Yeah, definitely. Don't don't be one of those musicians that think that they are just because they've got a few compliments of people that they're better than everybody else. Don't yeah, be that don't musician. Like that, no. Because if you become that musician, you are not the best. Okay, no. you are not good. That immediately goes too. out the door. Need respect be humble. for everyone. Exactly. Be respectful. You know, cheer everybody on. We're all going for the same goal. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, you know, be part of everybody's journey. And just cheer everybody on, even if you think, you know, oh, I wish that was me. Well, make that your next goal, but still cheer that person on, you know, be exactly. happy for people. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's a good message to, to end on. So thank you, Taylor, for being on the Able Voices uh-huh. podcast. Yeah, would you like to share any socials where the listeners can keep up to date with all things Taylor and not now, Norman? Yeah, so you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all social media platforms at not now Norman or now yeah. underscore Norman if you want to follow us on Twitter. We've also yeah. got um, merchandise on Bandcamp. So if you want to support the band, buy T-shirts, buy albums and hoodies and stuff like that, uh, please go into our Bandcamp and oh, nice hoodies! <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're nice and cozy, but they're only I I get them during winter yeah, just to yeah. save on space. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. You want, if you want a hoodie. Message me and I'll get you one. We'll get us one for Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in to the Able Voices podcast. This has been your guest host, Alex James, and it has once again been a pleasure to guest host these this trilogy of episodes. And you can check out more news on Alex James on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all It's Me, Alex James. Thank you and goodbye. Voices is a production of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, led by me, Dr. Rhoda Bernard, the founding managing director. It is produced by Daniel Martinez del Campo. The intro music is by Kai Levin, and our closing song is by Sebastian Batista. Kai and Sebastian are students in the arts education programs at the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education. If you would like to learn more about our work, Find us online at berkeley.edu slash B-I-A-A-E or email us at B-I-A-A-E at berkeley, that's L-E-E dot E-D-U.